How are you feeling in your How are you feeling in your new place, Yuzo? Well, Good. New. It's looking pretty back there. It looks new. Yeah. It may as well but be new. The whole this story is new. So yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah, upstairs. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's awesome. To be it back looks a lot more spacious room. actually. Yeah, I got heaps of room, and I got my just less clutter perhaps. Back. Yeah, no, it's nice. Um, not living out of town anymore, which is very good. Yeah, that was so like, like half a year or more in the end, didn't it? Eight About months, nine months. Nine months in the end, yeah. You could have had a baby. You should like, you should no, stay out there for a full done. incubation. No, I've done that. <laughs> That's done. That's definitely done. <laughs> no, all back, all good. Yeah, yeah, so good. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Player 2 Pixelcast. My name is Matt Houston and we're here for episode 91. Tonight I am being joined by the two ye old faithful members of the uh, Pixelcast team. Uh, first up is the oldest of them all, is in episode numbers, and that's Tim. I'm glad you clarified that, thank you very much. Yes. It was just my birthday <laughs> but I did not youngest. skip forward several years. <laughs> oh and no. Yeah, I'm also joined by the actual friends. oldest, <laughs> which is Ken. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Ken? I'm good. Maybe you should go back to preparing <laughs> your sp- your opening sp- your opening notes. <laughs> I was wondering about that. I'm sitting there going, I don't think Ken's liking where this is going after he's told you, so it's going to be so great. This is what liberation right. feels like, Ken. It is. I'm yeah. not prepared at all tonight because we're talking about Gamescom, and frankly, there was so much shit. It's really hard to kind of was, get organised there? for that. It was really busy Gamescom, uh, really busy one. But we'll save that for later in the show. First up, we've been playing video games, as is somewhat of a tradition. Uh, Ken, you've been diving into one of the most confusing yet entertaining games I think I've ever experienced. Yeah, um, I've spent quite a bit of time in Warframe, uh, Warframe again, which is very odd. This is probably my, I think my third or fourth attempt, um, at doing Warframe. I, um, I started playing in closed beta ages ago and the game was completely different. And I've jumped in once or twice since then. Um, I think one time was with the Pixelcast crew, um, one time was with you know just out of out of in- interest just to see what what it's it's all about um there are so many things to do in this game it at its heart it's still a third person pve uh yeah. game like it's just you killing mobs and mobs and mobs um the mobs don't particularly have any at the at least the level that i'm at don't have any particularly like advanced AI they just rush at you and shoot you and you just mow through them um there is an open world somewhere like you can mm-hmm. actually go to an open world and explore it the way you would in destiny there is a space shooter section in which you put on wings and fly around and have different abilities and just zoom about like you would a space shooter. It's like kind of yeah. like Panzer Dragon sort of Ooh. set up. Yeah. No, no, there is that as well where it's yeah. on rails, but there's also another section which is free, fl- free flight. Uh, yes. Um, so there's multiple sections of space. Um, there is a, li- there is a 
legitimate skateboarding game what? in Warframe. Yeah. Please tell me it's all these like really cheesy hoverboards. Yeah, it is cheesy yeah. hoverboards. It's it's hoverboards, and you can do like grinds and kickflips and ollies and all that sort of stuff. Um, this is this happens in the open world, and you're legitimately just doing like flips and shit. Uh there is a lot to do, but ultimately, it's the, the game is actually. It is both broad but also narrow. I, I don't know if that makes sense, but there's a lot of things to do. But at least the stage in which I am, you approach it very piecemeal, so it never sort of overwhelms you with the things that you can do. It's, okay, this world, you do this thing, and you move on to the next world, and that world it does another thing, and each world on the map has a different activity, but it only has the one activity on each world that you unlock. So this mission on this planet is uh, a defense um, a defense game you just stay, wait at one point while wave after wave come at you that's fine um, there is another mission in which you have to sneak around and hack into computers and you have to you have to avoid being detected detected by you know the sentries and the and the various security systems okay that's another mission on another planet um, there are there are um, hunting assassination uh, 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 missions where you kill one big boss um, and you know that sort of thing um, the thing that I guess annoys me the most is that like every free to play game mm. there is the grind right this mm. game is all about the grind when it comes to its gear when it comes to its weapons um, every item that you you get well every item that you can get is either paid for by in-game currency or real money currency or by in-game drops and if you get it by in-game drops it's usually you get a blueprint in which you then have to collect like 14 different types of materials to build and building it requires like anywhere between 6 to 72 hours in real world time like you put it into oh, the machine wow. and three days later you get a thing um <laughs> this is after having found all the various different types of um, um material and uh, I guess resources. you can pay to accelerate that you absolutely can pay to accelerate that you can absolutely pay to buy the resources you don't have um, you can absolutely pay to either buy the item straight out, so you don't actually have to build it, or you can buy, or you can spend in in in-game currency to just buy the blueprints and then build it from scratch. And then, if you want to build a second one, you have to buy another blueprint. Like, there's so many ways in which the game adds grind. Yeah, with it's... the with the oh, oh look how fortunate we also have the um, the exact thing you need but for like a dollar in real world mm-hmm. real, real world money it's like oh look at that <laughs> yeah how coinc how what a coincidence <laughs> it's kind of useful and to remember what i found sorry let's, no i was going to say what i found the thing that because i did about 30 odd hours of warframe before i got to this point where everything really opened up and it got super confusing on what i was supposed to do next and it kind of just became this kind of wall um 
What I found, though, because there seems to be so many promotions with Warframe that I got a heap of different Warframes, a heap of different weapons, all from free drops from, like, Amazon or from, like, Xbox or, you know, things that I just happened to be a part of. Epic, I think, did free drops for it as well, you know. So I ended up with about 10 different Warframes and a whole bunch of different weapons for nothing. So I got a lot out of it, I guess, um, without having to do that grindy sort of crap because, yeah. yes, it is very grindy. Yeah. Remember the game Everything. has been around... For, like, I remember it was a big deal that this thing came out in PS4 at launch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said... I played it when it was in closed beta. I actually have the little, oh like, God. little medal or, I, a, mm-hmm. or badge that says a closed beta player. Um, and it is vastly different. And I think the developers have had, has earned a lot of goodwill from the community by its communication, by its, by its, like, constant, um, looking at adding new items and new gear and new content. So that, that, there is constantly something to do. They're constantly looking to re- reinvent themselves. And from what I can tell, um, you know, listening around, the, its community engagement is very strong as well. So it's got a very strong following of people, which is great. You know, it's very... Mm. You know, there are people who love the game. I wonder how long great. people lost on that again. Because I like, think people... could be people it, there who for 10 years now. Or even longer. Yeah, yeah. Could be. Like yeah. you see some players with three, 400 hours in it. That's nothing. Like, like for ten years, that's nothing. Like that. no, no. But I mean, like that's huge for me. Like it's I, huge I for me. But number. I have friends yeah. who, especially Civilization, have numerous people on Steam yeah. who have that kind of hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Civ, but Civ doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like, the, and that's the thing. And yeah. I guess ultimately, I I do enjoy myself. I'm not sure. I'm mastery level four, so I don't know how much how much that translates in terms of game. Yeah, I have time. no idea what that means. Like that's. Just... Um, 30 hours. I'm just on 30 hours playtime yeah. on Steam. Um, and I probably have about maybe three Warframes, which is the suits, like the mecha suits that you get, um, yeah. which have different abilities. And it's very Destiny-like, I think. If you, if, you're, if you like Destiny, you'll like this. Or is Destiny Warframe-like? Uh, well, I guess it depends on when all the changes happen, huh? Yeah, like they're all cut from the same cloth. Ultimately, yeah. there's, there's the uh, yeah, they're all cut from the same cloth. Um, overall, I'm still enjoying it. Um, they're really gen- like like Hughes said, like they can be quite generous. Like logging in, you get a gift every time, and and they keep throwing at you like sales for to buy their in-game currency, like fifty percent off, and that's like that's actually really generous. Mm. Um, in terms of like just getting you to engage, it's 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 it does a lot to try and hook you in. Um, and some of the art, some of the art direction is actually quite impressive, especially if you start paying the more upper tier for the various suits and cosmetics. It's like okay, no, you, you you've got something here. Your art design is actually quite quite interesting because it's all very biomechanical like like there is a real sort of everything looks like machines but organic and it's got that it's got that really really interesting almost HR Geiger like quality to a lot of the a lot of the art design 
So if you like that shit, like when you get into the upper tiers, like oh, this is some wild yeah. stuff with the cosmetics. There's some really good looking Warframes and uh, kind of just the the style of the different Warframes, especially because they add new Warframes seemingly every week. So there's yeah. there's some stunning Warframes, like really cool looking ones. Well. Um, I mean, I'm, I've, like I said, I've been playing it for the last like two or three weeks, um, maybe a couple of hours every night. Uh, the they are just about to launch an anime trailer, an anime short, and also about to launch its fiftieth Warframe. Yep. Like that's just crazy. Um, like yeah, it's doing really content. well. It's uh, yeah, they seem to be just like. Yeah, they just seem to just keep on going, keep on trucking. There's so many free-to-play games that have already fallen by the wayside, but these guys, they just like, nah, we just keep, we we'll just keep on going. And they're about to launch a new one. I think they announced a, a new free-to-play game that's going to yeah. go alongside Warframe. So yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting to jump in from the start and see how that goes because obviously, like you said, Warframe from the start to now is a completely different beast. So. Absolutely. Yeah, the yeah. the new one from the developers is more fantasy um, yep. based. It could literally turn out to be fantasy Warframe, just wizards instead of cyborgs. Yeah, possibly. Who knows? I think we only saw an announcement trailer. I don't think we got any more more detail than that. Oh. But, um, cool then. Yeah. Well, get anything more about Warframe, Ken? Uh no, you I'm probably to... gonna once we finish talking here and finish the show. I'm probably gonna play some more. Play some more, right? Well, with that spirit, well done of the North. Well done. <laughs> I mean, Ken's Tim? still in Australia. I don't know if that really quite works, but yeah, yeah. And he's in Melbourne, uh, so it's actually below you. <laughs> Alright, I'm just being a prick now. Yeah, well, that's fine. Uh, Tim, you've been playing the Spirit of North, which I have no idea because I yeah, can't no even idea. remember hearing about it. Though Never. it could have come in my inbox as a PR blast. Oh, this is this point, is not a ne- this is not necessarily a new release by any stretch yeah. of the imagination. That's just where we're at. We had all the new releases last week, and then you literally gobbled them all up in like the site for like the last fortnight or something while everyone else was sick. <laughs> um, but no, this is like kind of like the polar opposite of Warframe. So one thing I was going to say is like nice to remember like Warframe, where a lot of like that complicated bullshit came from, like. So much of that just overly complicated crafting kind of found its way into single-player games from this kind of misguided idea that that was what people wanted. But I've gone to something that's just, like, stripped that way back. This is just a game where you play a fox running around through some pretty ethereal, cool-looking lands. Um, It was just a result of me basically getting fed up with trying to figure out how to progress in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Beautiful world. Love the idea of ransacking the shit out of England. I think that's fantastic. I don't, I don't see a narrative thread forward. I'm sorry, game. Please, please tell me what to do. So I was like, you know what? I'm just got, you know what? I'm, I've got a whole sh- shit ton of stuff here that I can try that are like high risk games that I don't have to pay for because I'm now on the subscription thingy until the end of the year or whatever. I was like, huh? I remember this. Why does this look familiar? It turns out I actually had a bookmarked a long time ago as a like on the um, Switch. Yep. Um, I'd be very curious to think about how this one looks on the Switch though, because this one is. A very beautiful game in a very distinct way where if you kind of just had it in an environmental fly-through while the game was idling, it would look like an like an Unreal Engine tech demo. Okay. Um, and, that, and the visual splendor somewhat falls apart when the animation happens. You can tell this is actually quite a limited budget team. 
So you know you've just got kind of canned animations that go around your fox. If you kind of jump into a wall, you know if this was an un- if this was a Naughty Dog game, it would probably like kind of claw up there and like scratch. Here it just kind of like just floats in the air and just can't move forward until it kind of lands again. But like on a like just on a when it's like running, it does like, look absolutely gorgeous. Um, background art a little bit like maybe this is it is very Unreal Engine. You would not mistake it for anything else. Yeah, yeah. But it basically opens with you being this kind of fox in the snow, and you kind of pick up this staff and there's that limited animation again where instead of like the head of the dog kind of like finding the staff of sock just kind of awkwardly floats in slow motion into the into the um mouth of your fox and then you like kind of give it to like this kind of fallen monk or whatever and that then for the most not entirely but for the most part becomes like the optional exploration part of the game where you kind of mostly you're just going forward but there's a little bit of side stuff you can do off around here and there and then it kind of, for a while, turns into, like, atmospherically, it's actually got, trying to be a quite similar to Journey. So, obviously, on that level, this is very much my jam. Yeah. In, I don't know, it's almost like there's, like, a genre that's been sitting for ten, ten years, like, still waiting to, like, be named, with this kind of, like, conflict-free, gentle exploration adventure or something, <laughs> which this falls into, but it's, it's obviously not as polished, um... Kind of get it gets a bit more complicated towards the end, but it, like beautiful piano score, pretty good usage of the surround, surround audio as well. But, but it, it is like just going through these stunning environments. You kind of start off in the snow and then you like end up in fields, and there's always like this kind of like ghostly glow. You've kind of got um like a Navi from um, Ocarina of Time kind of fairy spirit thing and be leading you around it. Mostly emphasis on the mostly does a pretty good job between letting you just figure shit out and, like, knowing when to hold your hand. Sometimes that kind of falls apart, and I suspect, especially later in the game where it tries to, like, mash a few more mechanics together. Um, it's pro- It probably really is using a lot of, you know, um, Epic Store assets, and so, like, the world, like, the design of the world... Early on, when it's pretty easy going, it just makes it feel very organic, but the, like, more complicated it wants to get, it's like, no, you need to make this clearer what I'm supposed to be doing. Sometimes, yeah. but for the most part, um... Yeah, it's kind of just like this beautiful little, and it is actually quite beautiful, like just track of like just traveling this land until you like basically end up in like pretty spiritual plane place. And I know it's something I needed. Like it was like it was exactly the game that I wanted for like the last few days. Um, runs be- beautifully. You're probably looking at almost native 4K. Although I say runs beautifully, mostly 60 frames a second. Although. Again, being a small team game, you get a couple of transparent textures like on screen at the same time, and you just get that momentary just chug, 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 chug. Yeah. Turn the camera around. Have like, and none of these textures are anywhere near the top. Sorry, the textures are very nice. Sorry. None of the effects are like you know, the snow deformation is there, but Uncharted does it better. Like the water ripples are yeah. nice, but whatever. Um, very, very curious how this would run on the Switch. Like a lot mm. of a lot of the appeal here is like, oh wow, these are very detailed textures. Like these are very high quality assets that's running very smoothly, but on a PS5. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of. Horse and I'm like, yeah, the, the Switch cannot do that texturing. Like it just can't. Um, so I, I maybe like I can see the Switch still being a pretty good place to play it. What you'd want to do is basically look at some reviews and just check performance. You could probably sacrifice like texture detail. And in some ways, it may even look better because it's like the there's a slight stylization to like the actual fox character, and then the wall is like hyper realistic, so there's a little bit of clash there. So it may actually almost benefit from having that dialed, dialed back a little bit. 
but yeah like just really really good bit of like atmospheric kind of just gentle puzzles mostly gentle puzzle solving it gets a bit obtuse in the last couple of chapters um would actually highly recommend watching a couple of trailers and seeing if it um if it clicks yeah it's a, it's a nice five six hour diversion also sensible length sensible Bra- length. bravo for that sensible length <laughs> <laughs> oh, as opposed to as opposed to Warframe, which yes. is like twelve hundred hours, and so. Valhalla, which I still haven't finished either. Um, I've put I, a lot of time into that. I, it's yeah, like just to dwell on that needlessly for a bit, make the podcast itself needlessly long is like I because I'm looking at the point. It's like where did I put eighteen hours into this, and I still don't know how I'm supposed to go forward. And then it's like cutting your losses. Like at some point, I'm like going, I don't think I'm making any progress. The, but the, the more the time, story, I- the story does kick off. Uh, it's just it seems like you're doing a lot of nothing until it does, and then it really like I don't even have like a yeah. core quest at the moment. It's just yeah, it's just kind like, of go get to the your civilization thing. level yeah. up, and I'm going. I've run out of shit to yeah. shit to do Are it you- with, and then I got another quest, <laughs> and it required me to be twice the level that I was actually at. Which even set to story mode made the com- the combat was still anyway yeah the mm. stuff you need to fix your progression. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of broken progression, I want to talk about Saints Row. Um, oh, well done. See that whole like, that yeah. whole little tirade on my part was just setting you up. Baby. It was just setting me up for a, for a nice little segue there. But yeah, look, this has been a funny week for me. I wrote I had access to Saints Row for a, a week before it came out on PC. My experience was generally a good one. I had a lot of fun with it. I really liked the writing. I really liked the characters. Um, it's absolutely my sense of humor. I feel the writing is really good. I feel like they're always punching uh, up. They never never pick on people. There's a lot of really welcoming sort of aspects to this Saints Row. There's none of the kind of borderline uh, offensive stuff that used to creep into the older Saints Row games. The first For example, um, just felt gross. Yeah, and you know, even up to Saints Row 3 where they had the Zemos missions and they were, you know, there was some that were walking over the line there in bad taste. I haven't played Saints Row 3 uh, in a very long time. Yeah, he was the pimp guy with the vocaliser for uh, the voice. okay. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've, I really enjoyed my time with it. I, I mean, the, the, it is a very much a Saints Row game. If you've played Saints Row 3, you know what to expect as far as gameplay-wise. The, the gunplay feels pretty similar. Uh, the missions, they're, you know, pretty similar. There's some old faithfuls returning, like uh, insurance fraud and things like that. There's some new ones. Some are great. Some are fine. Uh, nothing more. Um, the story missions themselves, I had an absolute blast with. Uh, there's There's one particular set of missions that I think are just outstanding and it's a LARP set of missions so it's based around one of the characters You're in the same not the first row. person to say this actually like the LARP yeah, missions seem to be a consistent highlight they were just it was just a glorious series of events where one of the guys uh, from your kind of group core group of four characters he, he wants you to help him set up his LARP team and then and then you kind of dive in and get involved and then gradually every member of the Saints gets involved in this this massive big LARP thing and it, it's just <laughs> It's it's super fun and it, it and it approaches it. It never once picks on anyone that would happen to do LARPing. It, it makes it just seem like a whole bunch of fun and everyone has a good time. And even the, the this really cynical member of Saints is all of a sudden like fully invested in this LARPing. And you know, and, it, and it's fun. 
it's just a really joyful set of missions. And I, I played it on PC. I had a lot of fun. I gave it an A minus on my review because on your five thousand dollar machine, this is apparently what yeah. we need to point out. Yes. Yeah, so this is what I'm getting at. So I've got a, a very expensive thirty ninety i9 computer that I was running on. I had a few minor graphical issues. I think I had one mission, one instance of a mission kind of not resolving and having to restart it. But otherwise, and you know, that's stuff, especially in pre-release builds as a reviewer, I you get all the time. Much, yeah. you, kind of, you kind of expect that these days because there's always a big day one patch. And so I didn't think much of it. I mentioned it in the review. I said, you know, I had these issues, but I didn't think anything of it. Then I read everyone's review and they're bagging the crap out of it. And I go... Whoa. Uh, and then I got a heap of, like, on Twitter, I got a whole bunch of DMs about, like, I was paid oh, wow. out and all this shit to say stuff. And I'm Paying like, oh, out player crazy. two, we've made it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, look, if we got paid out, man, I want to see the checks because I... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, like, please back up your accusations with actual money. Yeah, with, with money, and yeah, absolutely. But I, I said, oh, something's going on here, and I started to look into it, and it seems most reviewers got a console version. Um, I'd, I'd pre-ordered this uh, of, of the, the, the collector's edition because I wanted all the DLC because Saints Row oh, has always been my thing. <laughs> um, and I got the Xbox copy because, you know, it's that kind of sit in front of the telly sort of game. Hmm. It's fucking broken. <laughs> like, I started playing again, and holy shit... I've had at least five instances in the first three hours where I've had to can a mission, exit to the main menu, and load back in again because uh, I couldn't shoot anymore. My button presses just wouldn't work. I could run around, but I couldn't shoot. Oh, or, wow. you know, I'd get stuck in the environment or all these other things. And, like, it's a whole nother level of broken on these systems. And I, wow, this, this feels like another cyberpunk instance where... I say, it seems like a... Cyberpunk kind of made sense as like a biting of one you can chew, but Saints Row is just yeah. Saints Row. Yeah, like this this, this seems like the board have said, no, you can't delay anymore. It's got to go out and a million devs screaming in the background going, no, don't send it out to the hordes because we're going to get hammered. And like, it's it's not good on console at the moment. Like the gameplay is still the same and when it's working, it's the same fun game that I enjoyed. Um, the problem is it's just not working enough <laughs> at this point in time. And now the first patch is supposed to come out tomorrow, I think they, they said. I think the PC patch is out already and then it's it's going through certification on PlayStation and Xbox. I don't it know how much that's going to be frenetic. They need but, to fix the goodwill towards that game before it ends yeah. up half price. And that's kind of like just a super high-pressure cooker situation. It really is, and, and it's such a shame, and I can see why these... Like, I, I disagree with the reviews that have disliked the humour, but that's a personal thing. I disagree with the people that didn't like the writing, but that's, once again, a personal thing. That's, you know, understandable. I can now see where all the bagging of the actual... You well, it kind of stacks up as game. well, and it's a unique problem mm. for games. Where if you're already frustrated because you've restarted the mission three times, then you're going yep. to start feeling less kindly towards some of the other stuff. Yeah, Just absolutely. And nature. It's like, all right, I heard that joke already. Thanks. Like, it, it, it's no longer like the pace, the snap is just completely gone. Like, it makes everything else yeah. worse. And especially this sort of game, uh, which is probably more designed to, you know, have a few sessions, a few hours here. It's not the sort of game that's designed for reviewers, uh, to be honest. It's a bit like, um, I was actually talking to, to Lee May 
good friend of the uh, of player two. Um, he he sent me a message about it uh, and said, "Do you think this is a bit like Mafia Three in the instance that it's really not designed for reviewers to sit there and smash over six days um, most games and more <laughs> honestly and, and more just played over time?" And and he's he's absolutely right in that point. I think. You know, I was enjoying myself because I liked the writing and that, so it didn't feel like a drag to me. But I can imagine if I was yeah. trying to do it on the Xbox. Do you know what was a shit's big? Do time. you know what was a great source of game reviews? Do you know what was what like was in the magazines? <laughs> These things that came out once a time. month, and like yeah. you know, they had three weeks to review something, and it, and everything yeah. was better for it. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel like that's the case, and. And, and in this game, I, I really hope people, especially people that that liked the previous Saints game, just maybe just hold off if you're buying it on console and, and give it a month to, to patch out some of this stuff because there is a lot of fun to be had with it. It's, it is not a, a genre-breaking rock star game, but Saints Row never has been. Uh, it's been about having fun in this kind of crazy world that kind of was genre breaking actually like the thing I liked about Saints Row 3 was the one that more than anything else really acknowledged what it was I yeah. guess yeah and, and that, I guess that's that's its genre it's, it's it's spun away from trying to be a technical powerhouse which is what you know Rockstar does or or you know break conventions it, it does what it does and it just tries to have a really good time doing it and um yeah, there's there's fun to be had with it, and I think it's being treated harshly but fairly now that I've once and then I've played the uh, the Xbox version, and I've you know I've never once gone back on my word on a review. I always stand by it, anything I've ever written. But it feels like I'm in this weird situation now that I I reviewed the PC copy. I've got a really high end PC, so I don't even Which, know. Pulling back the curtain, most game reviewers, even people who are regularly working for the larger sites don't have super high-end PCs because they are expensive and games running only pays so much. Like, it's a... Yeah, exactly. So it, it could be that I'm just in this very narrow window of having the ultimate so ideal that thing a situation month ago, right? to play that. Yeah, only only a month or six weeks ago, but yeah. So it's it's brand spanking new and, and that could be it. And that could be the simple problem. So, uh, yeah, I, I will put my hand on my heart and say, yes, the Xbox versions are absolutely broken. Um, high-end PC, it seems to work fine, but... I think it probably needs a couple of uh, a couple of good patches before everyone should dive in. And you may really want to make sure that PC is super high end before you consider that version. Yeah, right. before you dive in. <laughs> well, that's it for the games we've talked about. Uh, we're going to come back after a short break. Uh, we're going to have some lively tunes to to keep you get you hyped up for the Gamescom lively talk. Check. Lively check, yep. Uh, you know, uh, because we're going to talk about everything that was shown at Gamescom opening night live and through the show. Gamescom 
2022 has been and gone. The world's gaming press all flew to Germany, except for us. Uh, had a good time on company expenses and watched a whole bunch of good games. Uh, get announced at various different shows and and uh, opening night lives and, and and exhibitions and all sorts of things. There was there was actually quite a lot there, and it feels like. Gamescom has kind of almost filled in the missing hole that E3 left behind quite well this time. It, it gave us quite a few new uh, reveals, uh, new trailers, a lot more info on stuff we already knew about. And uh, all in all, I was pretty happy with the show. So with that in mind, we thought we'd chat about what we saw, what's exciting us, because frankly, this year's been a bit dull on the release list, so we need some excitement in our lives. Tim. Yeah. What excited you about... You, what what came out at Gamescom, especially opening Night Live, which was Jeff Keighley's big um, bar on the on the first night. I think it kind of like Gamescom was like just in the back of my head, and then like I woke up one morning, it was like YouTube algorithm. Good job for once. Okay, I'm probably interested in that. The thing that stood out was I think it was better than Key Three. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was actually really like a lot of stuff that like legitimately legitimately interested in. There you go. I can still speak English. Um, the one that like stood out to me the most and I feel like this had probably been announced before but like just watching the gameplay play trailer especially with, with my fiance coming into the room and looking at it and going what is this was actually Atomic Heart yeah um, I'm so far the only person in the back in the behind the curtain player to review key request section to say I want that game give it to me <laughs> it is just such a fucking weird looking first person shooter I'm like that is so far removed from Call of Duty head down um Yep. Just serious bullshit. While also not being that dumb Rick and Morty game, which isn't actually Rick and Morty, but may as well be Rick and Morty, that does not look funny at all, sadly. Um, oh, um... High on life. Yeah. High on life. Yeah, but yeah, um, Atomic Heart looks fucking rad. I don't, so, I don't get it, but it looks just nuts. Yeah, it looks like, kind of like Bioshock mixed with Serious Sam almost, you know, so... It, it's it, super seeing, weird. I, I don't know if it is, but it has a very, like, kind of Eastern European weird, weirdness to it. I'd be surprised if it came from anywhere else. It could, but I would be surprised. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely feel... Well, I think it's set in, like... It almost feels like it's set in, in Pripyat it's, or somewhere like that, you like know? a cubist art gallery in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it looks very cool. I, I thought that was a great trailer. Um, finally, still haven't got a release date for it, though. That, that thing was announced... Yeah, but at I least think on the original Xbox. Yeah, but at least X it is coming to consoles because the other one that stood out to me was uh, the where the wind something something wind that keep people keep on comparing to, oh, to yes. Tsushima, which the... is an awkward one because China and Japan are not the same. But yes, I can also see how the games are influenced by each other because I was yes. watching that going, wow, this looks next gen AF, and oh, so far it's only PC. Where the wind meets, yes. I'm assuming um, that will be PS5 and Series X. But for the moment, at least, at that quality, it's a PC game. It's, it seems like a lot of Chinese developed games are announcing PC and not um, PS and Xbox initially. I've, I've noticed that trend. I think it um, may be a, a political thing it or may be. something. might mm. be a political thing. Historically, consoles don't really have a market in China. Mm. Um... But if they're going to create know. waves at something like Gamescom, then that's like a million copies on the table if you make a console version. Yeah. It looks really cool, though, and, and um, it's good to see that 
Like it's a setting that hasn't been, you know, outside of uh, like Muzo titles, which don't really explore that at all. Uh, but they, ex- you know, exploring a period of history that we haven't seen a lot mm. of in video games. And probably not yeah, done properly of, at all. So yeah, I think maybe some of the Total War games might have kind of delved into that a bit but otherwise I, I can't think of anything else that, yeah, I was that would also excited it. to have something like this to be excited about after that um reveal monkey. about uh no yeah the black what's it Wukong Wukong yeah that looks cool it looks cool no, no. but boy that developer is a sexist sack of shit the developer oh is yeah. he the de- oh, developer missed really all of that pro- so the developer's really problematic I so, was like oh that game looks cool what? but I'm not touching that with a 10 foot pole anymore so it's like yeah. okay <laughs> I'm super disappointed with with how the developer like it was happened. shocking and we, we were talking in a post-Trump world and it was still shocking reading some of those comments yeah and, okay and, I missed and, all of that and un- unapologetically so like doubled down and said like like Sean Connery talking about hitting his misses in an interview bad uh, no, just really, really sexualized. Yeah, like, right. Um, really sexualized. And, um, very, like, we're only looking for men to work in our, uh, studio. Oh, right, okay, yeah. yeah. So that particular game has been, has now been sort of, has been now been scratched off my list. Yeah, of, fair enough, really too. really cool, but yeah, I, I don't think I could... Which is, which is a real shame because that's I, I, I'm a fan of that story. As in journey story. to the west. Yeah. That's the that's the journey to the west. Yeah. yeah anyway, those are my two standouts. Yeah. Cool. Well, Ken, you were disappointed in in Wukong not being there, but what about Wo Long? Did you see the uh, trailer <laughs> for that one? <laughs> yeah. No, I haven't. That's yet. okay. I'm bringing this up particularly because it's similar sort of game. Um, it's being developed by the team behind Neo, um, uh, and yeah. it, it, so it's Team Ninja game. Uh, it is a Soulsborne-ish style game. Uh, but Neo it was set, a Soulsborne-ish style game. Yeah, but it's, oh, it certainly feels like that Team Ninja combat. Uh, you know, the more fast-paced combat and things like that that the Team Ninja kind of pioneered with Ninja Garden. Um, and it, it's it's looking quite good, and it's set in uh, like a, a kind of fantasy version of the Three Kingdoms, uh, plagued by demons and you know that sort of jazz. So that might be worth checking out, Ken. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe. So, I mean, obviously, the game that's on my must playlist right now is Dark Tide. Um, I've talked about it. Everything. Every video I see about it looks amazing and just like exactly what I want. Mm. Um, War, the Warhammer 40k franchise has been hitting a few home runs, I guess, uh, recently. I mean, Dark Tide looks good, and I've talked previously about um, Chaos Gate Demon Hunters. In, yep. And I think a lot of people were positive about that game. Even yeah, uh, Necromunda, the hired gun game was a really solid like action shooter yeah yeah and i don't know if like this probably wasn't covered in opening um open night live um but rogue there's a there's a rogue trader which is a rpg that's um coming up as well uh 
and that's also another Warhammer 40k franchise. But what? Uh, yeah. So Dark Tide, I think, looks great. Super excited. Loved to see other people getting their hands on it because, I, from what I understand, there was actually like a hands-on play for people who were there. Um, Street Fighter Six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, look, people I, are I'm... coming down on that game in a positive way now. Like, it, yeah, it looks good. I mean, I think after five, people were just ready to move on. Mm. Uh, from five, five never, five never got the same love that four did. Um, First impressions, that turns out matter. Like, to my understanding, five became a very good game. Yeah, ultimately, I think at the end it became a very good game. But the way it was built from the ground, from from the onset at the at the opening gates, is just really weird and really tried to lean into the. Everybody yeah. wants to be. Uh, everybody wants to be playing other people all the time. Um. So you know that. that yeah, they didn't. They didn't look at where things like Mortal Kombat had had success. They. Yeah. It was a kind weird of ignored case all of that. Listening yeah. too much to the vocal fans. Yeah, possibly. I mean, they, they were the six they looks were, cool. Yeah. Well, they were coming off four, which was just like everybody was hot on four. And that's why yep. they could release like version after version after version of four, um, and people just ate it up. So they're just trying to ride that wave by you know giving giving the crowd what it more wants. Of that. But it turns out, yeah, more of that. But it turns out that's not exactly. But six looks really really good. Aesthetically, it looks interesting. Um, lots of uh, well, it's Street Fighter, so you know, yeah. uh, you kind of know what you, you what you're getting in. Uh, getting into but everything about it just looks good you know it looks slick um, the transitions from, from character select screen into the actual game itself where you can manipulate you know the faces of your characters that looks good um, the new systems look good uh, all the the replacements to what the V triggers were and all of that stuff looks good um, yeah Street Fighter 6 uh, Dark Tide for the yeah probably my two of my most uh, anticipated ones that really get me going. Yeah, nice. Oh, it's nice. not something that got me going, but it was weird to remember that Dead Island Two didn't actually come out and go away again. Like I, <laughs> like what? Yeah, that's so. This is the, one of the rare instances, and I, I tried to work it out, and I've listened to other people talk, and I don't think there is where it's changed hands not once but twice. Uh, through th- so this is the third set of developers, developers it's, it's been through. Um. And by all reports, the people that played it said it was really fun. I haven't paid that much attention to it other than be like, I remember that original trailer that was actually kind of amazing 10 years ago. Um, This time I was going, wow, those those have put a lot of effort into those fountains of blood. Like, does the gameplay as fountain-y as the trailer that I was watching? Well, so there's a whole new tech they talk about in their longer presentation about how they created Gore-Tech. Uh, to to you know to simulate fountaining blood and nice. limbs falling off and yeah you know so <laughs> they're going all in on the uh, silliness of it I think it feels like with with Dead Island two they're not going serious at all I think they figure Forget Dying Light's got the then. serious one yeah Dying Light's got the 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 serious stuff covered we'll we'll go down the other the, uh, the kind of more Dead Rising route I guess in in the silliness sort of thing so. Yeah, that one surprised the hell out of me that it's still a thing and 
It's coming out in February. I, yeah, I thought it'd be quite... <laughs> February is loaded. The beginning of next year oh, is just yeah. a death trap now. It this is, is why Saints really Row was pushed out the door like a week ago. Yeah. It feels that way, doesn't it? Like, there's just... Everything's been delayed next year, so... Yeah, I, I feel like next year they're gonna, the games are going to be delayed, not because they're not ready, but just because they don't want to compete with whoever's around them. You know, there's going to be one big hitter there and everyone's going to go... Be interesting to see that happen more often. Like, Forspoken did that yeah. already. Yeah. Um, so, speaking of uh, games that delayed because of God of War, uh, <laughs> Pentiment uh, comes out the same day as God of War. And so, Pentiment, it, I actually got a behind-the-scenes look, thanks to Xbox. They're, what they were showing at Gamescom, they let us kind of remote in from here to have a look at it. It's the new game from Obsidian. Uh, a real small team, a bit like Grounded was kind of an experimental game for them. This is another this one. This looks a lot smaller than Grounded even. But. Uh, 14 people that, yep. in, that made this game. Um, and the predominant work is Josh Sawyer, the head designer, and uh, Kennedy, I can't remember her first name. That's so, so terrible. Um, she was uh, the lead art designer anyway. And so she's gone and, and studied all these, uh, you know, period accurate artworks uh, and created this art style that's based around 1600s, you know, Bavaria. And, and they've created this adventure game out of it, which is essentially a telltale style experience or a choose your own adventure style so experience. You say Just, telltale, do you mean telltale? Do you mean more traditional adventure game? Like, no, le- not, not traditional, like more like, uh, more like a telltale, more like a choose your own adventure, right. more like, uh, um, what was the recent one? Well, uh, speaking until the, uh, after Tales Dusk from Falls. the Borderlands, yeah. which also got reannounced. Yes, absolutely. The new, the new Tales from the Borderlands. But yeah, so it's cool. Like it, it's going to be the perfect Game Pass game. And even when we had the kind of back behind the scenes thing with Josh Sawyer, he, he even went on to say, like, I, I couldn't get this game made without Game Pass because, you know, it's a hard sell, right? Trying to convince a publisher to make a game. Oh, it's not a with... game people are going to buy, I think. Yeah. You look at it, but they might try it, and that's kind of where its purpose lies. Where it's at. But, you know, it's great talent behind it, and I think it's going to be a real unique experience. Whether or not it pulls it off for the whole game, I don't know, but certainly intrigued me uh, seeing that kind of bit deeper dive into it. The other one I was lucky enough to see a deep dive in was... Under the uh, Waves, Park- just... I was just uh, for water yeah. thing, don't mind. <laughs> no, no, because that's a Quantic Dream game and I really don't like David Cage. Um, Park Beyond, uh, a new theme park style game. As is well known, I, I am known to enjoy a... It's your jam. <laughs> a sim management game and they sent us the Gamescom demo to actually play and so you can see that it's on our player two plays but what impressed me about it was these roller coaster tycoon and planet coaster have these super powerful roller coaster building tool sets mm. but they're really fiddly and you know getting the levels right or getting the, the, the start and the yeah. finish you just kind exactly. of want to be able to like hold down your mouse button and go yeah and that's what Park Beyond does. And it, what I found while playing it is it, it's really intuitive on, you know, there's, there's some toggles to, you know, change pitch of the roller coaster or the, you know, the angle of the turn, you know, that sort of thing. But otherwise it kind of works it out for itself. So as long as you're close enough, it, the game will kind of snap it together to make it work properly. Kind of like there's magnets on either end, you know, it'll just kind of snap into place and, and, it, and it worked beautifully. So I'm really keen to see if that holds up for the rest of it. And, and they're running with the theme of 
impossible. So it's not just Planet Coaster where, you know, it's kind of realistic in a lot of ways. Uh, whereas this is going for the, you know, you could put jumps on your roller coaster where the, the car literally jumps off the tracks and goes over to the next piece over a fountain or something or cannons that shoot people out of into the carts, you know, that sort of thing. So they're going kind of ridiculous over the top, which will, which will be a point of difference for it, I think. All right, Namco. What I want is you had to build a roller coaster that goes all the way up to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> and it's being made by the people that made the last Tropico game, so... Oh, there it is! <laughs> oh, there we are. Yep, okay. Mm-hmm. It had to come in somewhere. So this is like park sim, roller coaster, planet coaster, type of that thing, yep. type of that stuff. Plus... The devs from Tropico. That Plus, is for some happy. reason, instead of trees, it's like a tobacco crop, like outside. <laughs> that is that is absolutely and just like everywhere, right down your alley. Like, use that game is just made for you. Yeah, so I was lucky to play that one, and it looks it's looking really cool. So, yeah, I, I, I think that's a littler one that people might have skipped over, obviously because it's it's a bit genre ish. Um, checking the PC spec appeal, now, but, like this is something I think I'd want to play there. And yeah, that's. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Beefy. Ah, uh, the minimum card. I guess this is actually isn't too bad these days, but it means I'm right on a knife. Says so the minimum card is a um ten sixty six gig. Ooh, yeah. That's the minimum for what? Actually, I guess there's a lot going on in the screens. To be fair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's probably yeah a lot of processing. But it's not the sort of so. game that you would normally associate with needing. High, high beastie machinery, yeah. Mm-hmm. Another one um, I'll put in a quick... Mi- oh, it's so go, Ken. No, well, I was just going to throw this out. I did not watch the show, so I did yeah. not catch it. But uh, the, the, And we talked about Telltale earlier. Telltale is coming back with The Expanse. The Expanse. The Expanse as well, yeah. I don't know what's going on with Telltale at the moment. I'm kind of... I'm excited for Tales from the Borderlands 2 because the first one was their best game. It's not Telltale. That's part of Tales that. from the Borderlands too. Yeah, it's Gearbox internal. Yeah, that's equally problematic, actually. But anyway, yeah. I think they hired some of the original team when Telltale like fell to pieces. What a shit show, um, man! God, yeah, so much bad stuff has happened. You kind of forget how terrible that was. Yeah. So oh. I think there is some of the original uh, staff working on the tales from the new tales from the borderland, but yeah, it's a it's an internal. Anyway, sorry, can the actual Telltale game yeah. is, and then Telltale is doing a game on the Expanse, which is the um, sci-fi show. Yeah, it's the sci-fi Amazon Prime show. Amazon Prime, I think so. Or is it Hulu? One of those two. Some streaming service thing. One of the streaming services is based on a series of novels. I, I, I can proudly say I borrowed the first book of that series of novels and never read it. <laughs> <laughs> but sure. I did watch. I did watch the first two seasons of of The Expanse, and it is brilliant. It is really good. Um, it's got Thomas Jane in it, who is really, really, really good in that show. Um. Oh, I didn't know he was in it. I might have to watch it now. I'm a bit of a Thomas Jane fan, so yeah. Yeah, he is really good at it. Like, ridiculously good at it. Um, and then everybody's favorite, like, political character, um, 
I can't remember his name, her name now. Doesn't matter. Um, but the expense, the show was really good, and it's gone on for I think another three or four more seasons. So I'm interested that it's interesting that they that Telltale is going to come in and do a show about this because you know it could actually fit that very well. Uh, very much about the expense was about like human interactions rather than anything. Mm. Rather than like space battles, I yeah, mean, there were some. There was sense. there were some space battles, but but it's a lot more about like conversation and dialogue. So this will be an interesting one to see. Um, one last thing: this was not on any of the Gamescom, you know, like coverage lists. So like, but it seems like there's a whole bunch of other games that were that were. That were on the show floor that didn't yep. get covered in all these shows, and one game that I have been keeping an eye on, which did attend Gamescom but didn't get covered at all, was is called Jupiter Moon's Mecca. Um, okay, it's a turn-based, um, turn-based uh, card-building mecha game like, with mechs, obviously. <laughs> But the the battle screen looks very reminiscent of old school Final Fantasy, where you've got okay. like, the en- the enemies in front of you, and then you pick your action, and then you see like weapon animations just sort of sl- slashing across the screen, and then and you know and then you hit, you see a number pop up over the enemy enemy's head. It's like very old school Final Fantasy plus max plus turn base plus cards. Um, and that is absolutely also again my jam. Um, so keen to see where that lands. Hopefully, they've got a demo on the. Um, I think they've got a demo on Steam. I haven't downloaded it yet, but uh, yeah, Jupiter Moon's Mecca is looking good. Nice. Actually, just nice. mentioning no, that that's that the one. first time I paid attention is I th- maybe my biggest disappointment with Gamescom is the disorganized way in which it's been covered. Yeah. Like, it doesn't seem like there's any website that's got a decent hub where you can just kind of find out what was there. Yeah. It's always broken into these very specific lists of different types, and it's like... Shows, yeah. Because they had the, the, obviously, the opening night live, and then there was the future game show, which was kind of more, I guess, indie PC-focused. They had some good things there, but, uh, you know, and then there was a couple of other little kind of Xbox show and uh, you know a stream from i think ubisoft did a couple of things or you know so there's kind of these little broken up pieces to it that but like that it they... hasn't been organized in mm. any games coverage like all together like just mm. I-, I wonder if i mean th- it would be very difficult that. to do to be fair <laughs> yeah oh absolutely and you know unless you have a unless you've built a dedicated like games called hub where you yeah. collect all of that together, you know, you're not going to get that. But um, I just wonder also about the nature of the coverage because everything is about the shows. Um, yeah. And there's a lot more, there's a lot, there's equal people, there's probably equal numbers covering it remotely and from a distance than as there are people the show floor. there and on the show floor. Hmm. And walking through and picking up all the various things that don't get um, I, I think it, as with these shows though that might start to trickle out because you're trying well I know when I've I've tackled packs I try and 
you know, do the big announcements straight up and then yeah. the hands-on stuff kind of trickles out later. Yeah, um, so that that might happen. Uh, and it's now. just exhausting I guess I'll to find do. Out. Having, having done Gamescon once when it was at Leipzig, albeit in a particularly bad situation where I was not put up for and paid for my own airfare and everything and end up having to sleep at Leipzig Airport. Oof. Um, yeah, way back, like, Wilkes at Hyper just said, hey, are you going? And I was like, I can if you want me to, but then they never sorted anything out for me, so um, big mess. Um, yeah. We- weirdly, the people running the Rockstar booth were actually, like, super helpful and friendly and, like, made the life easier. That's not the normal association you would have with Rockstar. Mm. But... <laughs> Yeah, like covering stuff like that is just exhausting. Like, get it because it's all appointments as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like, but even then, like, just getting from place to place in time. And maybe it's maybe it's better organizing Cologne, but definitely in Leipzig. Like that day I was there was two days I was there were just like, you don't have time to discover anything because your schedule is just packed. Yeah, well, I guess I'll find out to some extent. I'm going to Gamescom Asia this year, which is nice. So. Yeah, Singapore tickets and then Ugh. I'm off. Ugh. Are you getting to Singapore ahead of Ken? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he's Fuck. not happy. No. <laughs> Very not happy about that. We're actually making a family holiday out of it. So I'll I'll disappear for two days during the family holiday with friends and their, their kids as well. So and Oh that's even that's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> that's even worse, Hughes. That's even worse. Yeah. Be careful. So I'm gonna have plenty of time to explore hawker stalls and, and, and food and, and all that sort of stuff. All the markets yeah. and stuff I didn't get to do last time I was there because I had young kids at that point. Well, I've been to Singapore <laughs> numerous times, and every time was only the airport. I've been to Singapore airport like 20 times. Never been out. <laughs> <laughs> Never been out of it. Um, there's one more game, before we get too distracted, that I would kind of like the look of, which is Atlas Fallen. Yeah. Um, built by Deck 13, so they, they're kind of best known for The Surge and The Surge 2, both Soulsborne games. This one is apparently not, although it does... It seems to have a bit of like a Monster Hunter element to it. It also has, um, you know, obvious comparisons with Forspoken because there's sand, I guess, and quick. I am here for some next gen sand. I want to. I want to start seeing that shit. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it looks really cool. I think it's next gen sand. The next gen journey. That's all he wants. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No, I was, was going to say like like a few generations ago, people were making a big deal about water, and now is, is sand the new water? I will maybe like honestly, I'm still transfixed by pretty water effects. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Well, you'll get some pretty sand in this game anyway. It looks kind of cool. I I, I want to see more of that. Definitely, um, be interesting to see how this this development team does kind of outside of their, I guess, their comfort zone because they did Lords of Fallen, the first Lords of Fallen, which had a sequel announced at Gamescom as well. And then they did the Surge and Surge 2. So they've always kind of been in that Dark Souls genre. Um, and this one is apparently not, according to reports. So it'll be very interesting to see uh, how that turns out. Mm. No, I think that one's got a lot of promise. Mm. Obviously talented. Like, I think, I think as far as, especially in the early wave of copies that kind of came out of Dark Souls, they did it kind of the best of the copies that weren't from software. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think they, they sort of get it. Like, they understand. Yeah. The, the sort of, not just the surface level of like, oh, this looks like a 
Souls game, so it's kind of no. It's like no, let's let's dig a little deeper and sort of understand what drives a game like that. And I tell you, um, friend of the friend of the website, friend of the show, Terence Terence Jarrett Terry, like he loves the search game games yeah. way beyond any of the other original mainline Souls ah, games. I don't really hear of people being specifically fans of The Surge. Like, he I, would I, I, I enjoyed it much more than my experience with Souls. I, I liked The Surge, especially The Surge 2, much more than I liked mm. the Souls games that I played. But And that was until Elden Ring, really. Yeah, yeah. I just want to know, is it going to be this or Dune that's going to have the prettier sound effects now? <laughs> or Forspoken. I'm looking forward to Forspoken the most of those games, but I think it's going to have the worst sound effects. If that's, <laughs> if that's our new measurement, which seems to be my fault. Sand is the all-important next-gen factor, according to Tim. Yep. All right, then. As we're, uh, you know, we've been prattling for a while, I'll give everyone one last chance to, to speak about anything that may tickle their fancy from Gamescom or maybe something that disappointed them from Gamescom or they didn't see at Gamescom they thought they were. Tim? Um, pleased that Sonic Horizons now looks slightly less bad, upset that it still doesn't look good. <laughs> Sonic Frontiers. Frontiers even. See, I, yeah. it, that forgettable. Yep. It looks like... It looks like it might be okay now. Like, at least it seems to know what it is, but, uh... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. None at all. Uh, Ken, anything, mate? Um, I am not hot on, um, Eye on Life. We talked about it a little bit. Yeah, I kind of, like, mentioned that earlier. (laughs) I, I did see an extended gameplay footage uh, of it um, that leads up to that boss battle that's in the trailer, and it seemed much better, whereas that I, trailer was very obnoxious, the, the boss battle. Yeah, but I did see other sort of bits and pieces, mm. other video. It's just It just seems like it will wear thin really quickly. Mm. I say that's somebody that who sort of I actually quite like, Rick and Morty, cannot stand most of the fans. Yeah. I actually think the show itself is actually reasonably okay. I actually did think of something which I should have remembered earlier, which is, in hindsight, it would have been inappropriate for the new Monkey Island to come out on anything other than Talk Like a Pirate Day. (laughs) That is fantastic, isn't it? Just perfect. The whole summer (laughs) thing's kind of cute. I like the idea that Ron Gilbert has been sitting on that gag for, like, over a decade. Also, I want to mention about Monkey Island that if you think that looks shit then you probably need your eyes checked because if you're abusing a developer over the look of a game that was originally pixel art you know like I can see wanting some really nice pixel art but also this is possibly what they would have liked the game to look like back when they were making the first one yeah and it 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 looks it looks nice I think it looks good yeah Yeah, you know what people can do if they you know like don't like the way a game looks or feels like they can go play it you can still criticize it just don't be an arsehole about it yeah absolutely you can say oh, look I'm not a fan of the art style but you don't go and abuse Ron Gilbert because it's not what you wanted I like yeah <laughs> poor or form about, people poor form or how about you keep your opinions to yourself because nobody actually wants to hear them 
<laughs> I'd be out of a job. <laughs> that he's, like, old, he's in like 95% of our website. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. It's different. Because we're classy. Because we're clever and handsome, that's why. And no one sees us, so that's even better. (laughs) To dispute that fact. (laughs) Um, I want a final throw out to uh, the Callisto Protocol. I'm really ready for that game. very dead space. And I'm totally, totally down with it. Yep. I'm I'm very ready for that. That that looks very cool because especially because I just played through Dead Space Two again, so I'm in a mood for some alien dismemberment. And, and Dead Space Three was creepiness. a decent action game. It just wasn't a Dead Space game. It wasn't a Dead Space game. Yeah, no. So yeah, I'm keen, keen to see that one uh, early. Oh no, it's December. No, it's that one. possibly oh. at that. Actually, that is something that stood out to me. Is it looks like that yeah. game might actually stick its release date if they were going to delay it. Surely. <laughs> It was the this now, was yeah. the time when they would have done so. Yeah, so it look it looks really cool. I'm I'm excited to you know get the shit scared out of me again. All right then, that's Gamescom from our perspective, I guess. Which is everywhere but Germany. What, everywhere but Germany. <laughs> yeah, we we didn't get on to the show floor, but we thanks to uh, the wonders of the internet, we managed to see a fair chunk of it. Uh, it was a pretty good show in all, I think. It was much better than, like Tim said, uh, uh, Achilles' last show. I think it gave us much more variety. And uh, it, it really highlighted some, I guess, some of those games that are in the double A space as opposed... Mm-hmm. Because triple A's kind of... I guess this just comes with being in Europe, I guess. It's, and yeah. Some of them are more interesting looking. Like, huh, all right, this is not another Far Cry in a different skin. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it all feels a bit more unique and a bit bit more special and obviously that leads itself to a bit more jank as well but you know you got to take those risks i guess thank you for joining us for this the 91st episode of the player two pixel cast yeah where can can we find you yeah (laughs) you can find all of us at player2.net.au but tim where can people find you specifically um i am on the twitter's at pretend beard and as of this morning or a couple of days ago when you're listening to this I do currently have a pretty extensive interview with um Hideki Kamiya from Platinum Games up on IGN at the moment yes excellent yeah, maybe, spruiking maybe, another maybe. website on our podcast go for it yeah <laughs> hey they gave me money you probably some more than player two would have probably yeah uh <laughs> Ken, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at Pixel Hunt on Twitter. Um, I don't have anything upcoming or recent. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. But uh, as always, I, you know, I live in eternal hope, and that means hopefully something will come up to the website soon. Soon, maybe some mech or. Warhammer video stuff at some point, I'm sure. I mean, I could do a, I could do a unboxing of a gunpla model <laughs> kit. <laughs> we're not, we're not diving into that territory again. <laughs> or, 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 or a time lapse video of me building a building, uh, assembling a gunpla model kit. All right, I, that's 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 rich, rich, fertile ground. You know what? Do that, <laughs> but I want a melting ice cream in the background. <laughs> as, as the indicator time lapse time. ice cream melting is yeah a, a weird rabbit hole <laughs> that you can go down yeah. yeah yeah. and you can find me at huso81 
on Twitter. Um, obviously, player two AU, and I've got. You a literally lot of wrote everything on the site from the last week. <laughs> yeah, there was there was three or four reviews and previews and, and everything else too. So yeah, go and check that out. I was very busy this week. It's much quieter, thankfully. Uh, thank you for joining us, and we'll catch you next time on the Player Two Pixelcast. Oh, it's finally not quite so summer anymore. Was I literally yawned at, at, <laughs> as you were as you were signing off? <laughs> That's good. I'm sure most of our listeners do too. <laughs> Which is depressing. Several are listening at lunchtime. <laughs> uh, the protocol really does look very good. It does. I mean, it looks exactly. Like-